On January the 6th, it was particularly difficult for me to look at that event because I grew up there. You know, I, I when I was a kid, I worked on Capitol Hill. I wasn't a page, but I, I worked with the pages and I worked with a, a couple other people. And if you remember Tip O'Neill, uh, he was speaker for a while. Uh, his office got me the gig and he was he would speak to us and it was he would talk about the reverence he had. You know, he says, I've been here a long time and I've a lot of power in my job, but occasionally I'll walk through here like at night and I feel humbled by what this this means to me. Um, what's uh, what's this, what's sad here is it obviously not shared by many Americans who, for one reason or another, fueled by hatred or racism or whatever, um, you know, have chosen to attack it. And the Oath Keepers are one of those groups. Their leader is a guy named Stuart Rhodes. And now the FBI and Justice want to bring conspiracy indictments against him and others in the group. Uh, there was a legal filing today that said this could be one of the largest investigations in American history. Joining us right now is investigative reporter for The Guardian and Democracy Now!, Greg Palast. Greg, good to have you on, man. Been a while. Um, boy, yeah. I tell you, that that those events continue to un, um, unfold, and it's it's humbling and sad. But I also feel good that, you know, that the FBI and some of the intelligence agencies um, can make some uh, headway with this. Well, one thing I'm very, very concerned about, though, and especially because the Oath Keepers is a group that's made up substantially of former cops and military people, is uh, while the FBI were, you know, is patting itself on the back now, I have a question for the FBI. You had the perps in your hand. Why'd you let him go? I've been in, you know, the, just so you know, I know the, because uh, I worked with the Justice Department years ago, and the standard operating procedure uh, for FBI agents, and by the way, it applies to all law enforcement agencies, is that if you have a crime scene, especially a murder, especially where a cop got his head crushed in by a fire extinguisher, you seal off the crime scene and no one leaves. They literally had a police escort leading these people out of the building. Why weren't they stopped, booked, their cell phones taken? Because we know that there must have been 200 people with films of that cop being beaten to death. So I want to know, while the FBI is congratulating itself, why they let the perps out. Why are they hunting for them when they had them in, in possession? Well, I think it's you can talk. a real serious question. You no, know, I and, agree. But, yeah, but DOD is who you should be asking that, not the FBI. Because um, obviously this went all the way up to Trump. Uh, you oh, know, absolutely. There's yeah. no question. You know, fishes stink from the head. I mean, it's, you know, uh, also you had, you know, the signal was pretty clear when you have uh, the president of the United States uh, giggling and sitting there, you know, eating popcorn, watching, uh, watching murder and mayhem on, on the TV. Uh, so, you know, but I am very concerned about infiltration into the Capitol Police uh, our, uh, we have a man, uh, I have a, a team, the Greg Palace investigative team, but Zach Roberts has been assigned for five years to follow Roger Stone and the right-wing alt-right guys. And, uh, you know, he, at, the, at the December gathering of the alt-right at the Capitol, they were illegally allowed up the steps. Um, you had um, cops fist-bumping with, uh, that is, both Metro Police and especially Capitol Police fist-bumping with the, with the Proud Boys. Roger Stone is an invested member of the Proud Boys, and, um, you know, this is really dangerous stuff. I mean, I'm glad that we're finally, that at least there's someone in the FBI, or some people in the FBI now under new, you know, under clearly different direction that is picking up this ball. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's this closing in again on Roger Stone, no question. Well, I, and, and my thought, 
is that the FBI at its core has always been strong and, and run by people who really care. When you have a president and an attorney general like Barr, um, you keep your head down and you try to get things done uh, without obviously violating the law or direct orders from the White House so you don't lose your job because, you know, these people yeah, are just no, regular I, people. I understand you know, that. I just, right? that's, but I'm very but, disturbed. I've seen this when working with justice and doing prior reports that, you know, FBI guys understand where, you know, what career killers are. And you, you know, you, you go against the wishes of your attorney general, you go against the wishes of your, um, of your commander in chief. <laughs> that's a short, that's a short way to, but, uh, you know, a desk job with no windows. And, I think, but, uh, but let me, but let me go back. Right? I think we have these guys on the run. There have, you know, you want infiltration. You go back to Nichols and McVeigh. Okay. These are military right. guys. They blew up a building, killed women and children. It's, it, you know, getting into the military. I mean, if they're really, if there's a problem here, it's not infiltration into the military. It's, um, it's more about, uh, you know, who, who is out there that will actually cause damage. I mean, most of the people that ran up those steps weren't looking to kill somebody, right? There was just a few yeah. of those thousand people that were hoping to get somebody and hurt them. And even the people that were saying, let's get Nancy, I don't believe were the people that would have murdered people. Murdering somebody has some work, all right? It's not something you well, just... But what I'm concerned with is that those there are a lot of people who saw it happen. This, the cop didn't have his head crushed in the middle of, of an empty desert. He was surrounded by dozens of people, all with cell phones. They, for the, but, you know, for the record on that, Greg, I think that they determined that guy died because of the spray and not from the fire extinguisher to the head. Well, he um, certainly died... Uh, uh, died in a crowd, and so you right. got people all with people with cell phones taking selfies, and they let them out. I'm very concerned. But one thing that I don't want to miss here, and if you go to gregpalace.com, you'll see my report on the on January 6th. Um, we had um, uh, when we talk about you know let's bring Roger Stone back into this story. He's claiming. Well, first he said, you know, he didn't know that the Oath Keepers were guarding him, which is baloney. And then later he says, well, he just didn't remember the names of the Oath Keepers who were guarding him. Uh, that's, that's a convenient memory lapse uh, for Mr. Stone. Well, one of the advantages of, of getting Stone is that he's already been pardoned and, uh, and he has that immunity and he can't take the fifth. So um, you could right, get him. Can, in- right, but he, you're not immune from – he wasn't given a blanket pardon for crimes no, he will no. commit. And and one thing to understand, you can't pardon people for things they will commit. You know, right. I mean, so what happened on uh, on January sixth is that uh, Stone is with a group called Stop the Steal, which is headed also by another guy named Ali Alexander. And uh, understand, and this was brought up in the impeachment hearings. Uh, my report was cited in the impeachment hearings by uh, Stacy Plaskett, the impeachment one of the impeachment managers. That And this is actually big, that the march from the ellipse to the Capitol was itself illegal, that the sponsors of the march, and they're pro-Trumpers, they, were, they assured the Capitol Police, they assured the Park Service, the Metro Police, they assured everyone, under no circumstances will we march to the Capitol. Well, well hold on a second. Well, well, stop right there. Hold on. It yeah. was the women, one of the women of America or something like that. Yeah, that women actually... for, uh, for America first, right. Okay, right. It's so, a right-wing group. But uh, no, yeah, but hold on, hold on. But, but again, you know, you can't be held responsible Right. Uh, uh, if you you have a group there and you say this is our plans, we're not going to do that. I mean, no, I, was- I, I actually I got to tell you, I've investigated them. They're in the clear. 
What's, what I did get from them, though, even more important, is that they told Stone's buddy, Ali Alexander, remember Stone and Alex Jones and Ali Alexander are the founders of Stop the Steal. They told Alexander, because Stop the Steal and Roger Stone were promoting the march from the Ellipse to the Capitol. That was illegal. They told them that. In fact, they sent, I, I have copies of text messages sent to Ali Alexander, you know, Stone's buddy. You may not march. It's illegal. You can't do it. They were told that. The White House was sent messages. So Stone, the White House, and everyone, and they, and they were absolutely stone shocked after these messages were communicated to the White House when Trump, without warning mm. to the group, said, we're marching. Now, understand, you know, but, but, I'm but, but, but Greg, the Greg, you're focusing a lot on Stone. I'd rather talk to McCarthy and uh, and uh, Tuberville uh, and, and to find out what their uh, conversations were with the president, uh, because to me, right. this this was something I don't think that 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 uh, they actually planned on getting. And there's no way they could have known. I, I, I'm not going to believe that the people that uh, had, you know, the, the, the ability to, to build the scaffolding and that had the bats and the people that, that planted the, uh, the, the bombs uh, outside to, to get police away could have any idea uh, unless they were dealing directly to, with no, Trump. No, I don't think that they – no, but what the group, the group said, this uh, Women for America First, the insiders, because they, you know, they don't like to tattle on Trump, but they look, they, I have the messages sent to the White House saying you can't have a march. And then Trump announces a march. The problem with having a march that has been made illegal and not planned is the real thing, is that there's no monitors. There's no, you have to have police. And understand, it costs you like a million dollars that you have to have insurance. You have to pay for the police overtime. You have to get the barricades and the porta potties. And, but the key thing is that you have a system of monitors and controls that you have and the police have, so that when you have 2,000 angry people, some of them marching, that they that they don't go out of control, and as well, one of the right, insiders but, told me, it doesn't take a genius to know but Greg, that if you that things will go out of control. You're allowed to walk from the ellipse down to the steps of the Capitol. I mean, anybody Not can have do that. A march that you've declared? You, no, it's illegal. No, By hold way, on, Greg. No, you Greg. can't just walk. Uh, no, no, no. You can't you just can, mar- walk to the Capitol. It's an indi- oh, no, Greg. Law. Greg, stop. An individual can walk from the ellipse down the mall. It's wide open. I mean, anybody can it's, do it, and that's what the group an, did. Wait, uh, I, I didn't know an individual. It's, a, it's called an illegal march and demonstration. It is the president of the United States said, we are marching. He didn't say, I'm going to take a stroll. Hey, anyone feel like taking a stroll? He said, we are marching to the right. Capitol. And that's a problem. And when he said that, that's a crime. And when you commit a crime that leads to death, you are responsible, according to Remember, Donald Trump's last execution that he forced was an 18-year-old kid. Who, when he, he was 18, when he was driving a getaway car at a robbery, his two companions co- killed two people. Now, the kid had no idea that someone was going to die, just like those marchers. The kid had no idea that, that uh, they were going to kill people. But he was responsible because he had a getaway car, and he yeah, was executed. I, I don't think that's a fair he comparison. He in December. But- I don't think that's a fair comparison. It's unusual when the it drivers is. are held on. A, no, it's not. Because when you're going to rob something, you know there's firearms and you know the and threat of, you, of and death. And when is. you lead a march that you've been told is illegal and you've got 2,000 or how many thousand angry people whipped up, armed, and there's no police notice, no police escort, as 
you know, women as the insiders from the group that held the rally said, it doesn't take a genius to figure out what's going to happen. It's going to go out of control. Now, everyone in that march, even everyone breaking into the Capitol, did not have murder on their mind. I think that this was a lot of people were in there were surprised they were in there. I'd even That's say that. That's my point. Yeah, right. But I would agree with that. But Got- there's no question once that the those who were planning on that march itself, it wasn't that the march went out of control. The march itself was an out-of-control, illegal event, and it is not legal to take 2,000 of your friends on a stroll to the Capitol. Well, no, not again, in Washington, D.C. We'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to talk about that another time because we're out of time. Right. But, Greg, okay. always great to hear your voice, man. Be well, okay? You're the best. Bye. Thanks, buddy. Thank Greg Palace.